Can you hear that? That's the sound of silence. Fucking lovely, isn't it? Sure beats. <laughs> ah, well, I'm, I'm in the van. I'm only waiting for deliveries. No. Just silence. <sighs> Fucking lovely. I was chatting to a girl over the weekend. Alyssa Booth, friend of the show. Hi, Alyssa. Alyssa gave me some great feedback. She mentioned a couple of things. One was that she found the noise in the van to be less than ideal, put. Now, having said that, she's quite a busy person herself, so she gets the idea that you only have short windows to do anything. And one of my short windows to get the solo podcast done was when I'm driving up in the van and back, obviously. So she, she understood it. She got it. But I suppose it's just made me a little bit more aware of... I suppose that the listener experience, which I know runs contrary to what I was saying before about kind of forgetting about the listener and just doing it. That's, that's important that I do that. It's important that I just completely forget about everybody and do this for purely selfish reasons, for the simple reason that there's longevity in that. I'll continue to do them once it's suiting me. As soon as I start doing it to suit other people, it becomes a bit of a chore and work, essentially. And more work is something that I do not need in my life. More work that doesn't bring with it financial reward really isn't something I can do it in my life. Having said that, shout out to the patrons out there. Thank you very much, guys. You keep this whole fucking thing rolling www.patreon.com forward slash off the lead if you want to support me. Uh, Euro a month is the minimum, so that'll be great. More will be even better again. Anyway, the things that Alyssa said was the noise in the van, which has kind of reminded me, it's prompted me to suggest something. I drive to Dublin from my house in Kilberry every Tuesday and Friday morning. I usually leave the house at about, I don't know, ten past, quarter past four. Drive up, do me deliveries, drive home. Twice a week. Pretty much guaranteed, standard, all the time. So it was a nice little window for me to record one or maybe two or three podcasts on the way up and back. So if I was to forgo doing that, if I was to stop doing that, What I could do, if anybody had any interest, was bring someone with me. So, have a think about that. I'd be back in Navin for, it varies, being honest, could be half seven, half seven, eight o'clock there, thereabouts. I can't be any more specific than that, it could be earlier. But when I rock up to somewhere like Keelings, which is a huge big place, or Total Produce, another huge big place. I don't just pull in and the lads go, oh, well, Fran, we've been waiting for you, and they unload my van. I could be behind a queue of half a dozen different lorries, and I could be standing around scratching my hole for three quarters of an hour. So 
bear that, bearing that in mind, if those times and days suit anyone, get in touch if that's what you'd be interested in. Anyway, so that's a shout out to anyone who wants to join me in the van to discuss maybe something that we've, I've spoken about or that I haven't spoken about. So that was the van and the noise. The next thing that she mentioned was she's not a fan of all the swearing I do. Now, that's by no means the first time that somebody has said that. I swear a lot. I probably swear more on the podcast because I, I tend to be... I would swear a lot in my head, put it that way. So, depending on who I'm speaking to, I'll curtail the swearing. So, what... Right, people have said it to me, you know, tone and swearing, and my response has been, you know, fuck off. But... Following on from the conversation that I had with Pat in relation to language and our use of language, the idea being that we should only use, sorry, the idea being that the words we use and what we mean should be basically the same thing. So unless you're looking to offend a gay person, you shouldn't use the word faggot, being a kind of a classic example, because I would regularly tell a, a male friend of mine, say, to hurry the fuck up and stop being such a faggot. Now, I don't mean that as a fucking slur against gay people. You know, I, I don't give a fuck if somebody's gay. It makes absolutely no difference to me. And I'm not, me, I'm not using the word as a slur against gay people, but people feel like I am. So the, what, I'm stro- what I'm laboring to make here is don't give people the excuse. Like, Rogan uses the term faggot, as have I, and the two of us would have been of the same opinion up until very recently. The two of us have said, look, technically speaking, it's not a slur against gay people. The word has been, the meaning of the word has devolved, and some people consider it a slur against gay people. That's not how I mean it. I'm not having my language policed by anyone, so fuck you, faggot. But, and, that, and that's, that's been my, I've, I've, I've had the same opinion on Rogan and that. I, I'll use the term, you know what I mean, I'm not homophobic, I'll use the term, if you want to get your knickers in a twist about it, that's your fucking problem, leave me the fuck alone. I'm not curtailing the use of language to appease people's you know, feelings. But, what I'm starting to think now is, you give people an excuse you give people an excuse to complain. So what I'm looking to do by not using the word faggot and other such words, I'm trying to reduce the amount of opportunity people have to be offended, basically. Now, that's not the same as not being willing to offend people. I'll offend you all day fucking long if I... If I, I was about to say if I feel like it. It's not about that I want to offend people. But if my views on religion or abortion or gun control or drug use or whatever the hell it is if those views offend you fuck you that's your problem i'm not going to change my views or not espouse my own opinion for fear of offending people because offense seems to be a hobby for some people people just basically go around looking to be offended by things and i'm not trying to appease these people by any stretch of the imagination but I do want to stop giving them an excuse to be an offended, to be offended. So I'm looking for a word to replace faggot. 
And I think you know what I mean. You're heading out, you go to collect somebody, let's say a friend of yours. This is for the guys, like. And you ring the doorbell, you hear a, a muffled, you know, come in, you come in, and you're like, right, you ready? And they're like, yeah, yeah, no, just give us two seconds, I'm just, you know, brushing my hair. Uh, to me, I would go, Jesus Christ, brushing your hair, right, whatever. You know, passing remarks. Five minutes passes, and I'm screaming up the stairs, come on to fuck, you fucking faggot, let's go. Another phrase I might use is, come on to fuck, you big woman, let's go. Now, I've obviously no problem with women either. But that, the way I use those words, you could see how somebody might take offence to that. Now, I wouldn't tell the person who took offence to that to go fuck themselves, like I would in my earlier example. But what I want to do now moving forward is pick a, pick a word, so replace faggot and big girl with something else that would be better. Now, sissy, don't be such a sissy, come on. I thought that would be perfect, but I googled the definition of it and it's, I can't remember specifically what the definition of it is, but it's loosely a derogatory term towards females. And again, that's not what I want to do, so sissy doesn't work. Pussy might be good, I don't know. Is pussy the word to use? Come on, fuck you big pussy. Or your big girl's blouse, maybe. But again, is, is being a big girl's blouse, is that, you know, a derogatory term against women? Maybe a big girl's blouse. Why you bi- but you might ask, you know, why a big girl's blouse? Because men don't wear blouses? I don't know. It's a strange one. But anyway, I'm trying to use lang- only use language that I can stand over. And if there's a term, like, you know, like faggot or you big girl or don't be such a woman, those terms and words are problematic and I want to stop using them. But I haven't readily found a replacement for them. So if anybody has any ideas... I'm off the lead at gmail.com. Send me an email with your suggestions. Or maybe you think I'm taking it too far. Maybe you think I'm becoming part of this, you know, PC culture, this political correctness crack. I don't think I am. I think that free speech is the be-all and end-all of, of everything to a, to a large degree. I think that's what, that's what everything rests on. I think that if you're homophobic, you should be allowed to be homophobic and you should be able to write a homophobic blog and have a homophobic Facebook page and be a homophobe. I don't think that you should, that kind of speech should be banned. I don't think speech should be banned in any way, shape or form. I don't think words should be banned. I don't think ideology should be banned. Because what happens is, who does the banning? That's what it always boils down to. Who does the banning? And okay, you ban being a Nazi today and you ban you know, being something else the next day, what's next, what's next, what's next. So everything should be up for grabs. There should be no curtailment of speech. But anyway, so cheers Alyssa for, I suppose, invoking all that in me there today. Um, Adult conversation was another thing she mentioned. I think there were the three things that she mentioned to me that kind of struck home. She probably mentioned more, but there was definitely three. So the noise in the van, the swearing, which was kind of swearing. I'm going to try and reduce the swearing, I think, for a number of reasons. One, when I do, if I reduce the amount of swearing I do, it'll be more effective the times that I do use it, because I'm not foregoing swearing. Fuck that. 
but in relation to you know using the the term you big woman or you faggot or whatever it is swearing is like that there's there's better ways there are more there are better ways to articulate yourself than to say oh for fuck's sake now sometimes oh, for fuck's sake is the perfect thing to say so i'm not giving up on swearing but anyway so noise in the van swearing using swearing slash using the appropriate language and then adult conversation that's what Alyssa liked about the solo episodes she says there's you know, with her life, she is, you know, two small kids, you know, a, a busy life, basically, like most of us. And she just doesn't have the time, basically, for adult conversation. Which I think, which I think people, I, I think that, I think that'll resonate with people. I think that too much of the, of the, I was about to say conversations, but too much of the chatter or talk that we have with people is... Oh, well, any crack, you know, do out on the weekend, any plans, any holidays, and it's just the same shit all the time. Just vacuous noises we make with our mouths. No actual meaning or substance to the conversations that we have with people, that we have with each other. Now, not every conversation need be or should be or ought be a deep philosophical musing but Jesus Christ adult conversation I think we all instinctively know what that is just get a, a bit of a bit of fucking depth a bit of fucking seriousness and I think we're, we're lacking that massively and the Irish above all people we should be ashamed of ourselves that we've we've kind of lost that we're known worldwide for having this gift of the gab. You know, literally speaking, we've great writers and poets and songwriters and performers and artists. We're a creative bunch. And I think it's, it's a massive part of this domestication process that I've spoken about. We've become so dumbed down and bleh bland and beige and just I don't know there's no we've lost a lot of meaning we just seem to be stuck in that rut of you know going to work and paying the bills and trying to squeeze in a few pints every so often and watching the football and getting our hair done and getting our tan done and worrying about what we're going to wear at the fucking wedding or you know oh you, you put on a few pounds so you're going to have to torture yourself for the next six months or rest of your life about losing weight and not actually lose any weight and all this just noise there's no substance to any of that it's just all it's all bullshit there's a good example there bullshit is is an appropriate term to use there I think and I've said before as well that we often hear that we have a problem talking about our mental health I don't think we do I really don't think that the problem is talking about our mental health or our emotional well-being, as Pat puts it. I think we've just a straight-up problem with talking. We just, we, we, just, we just don't do it anymore. I said tonight in a, a past guest and friend of the show, Pat O'Reilly, I said tonight in his gaff, Saturday night, 
and myself and Pat are now were we be we're friends a long time. He's going to be the the best man at my wedding. I actually only asked him to be the best man at my wedding there Saturday night, but. Whenever we meet up, we do tend to have those conversations. And we met up to have a few drinks over the weekend, specifically to have these conversations. But we were, we, I was there and we were chatting. We actually uh, set up a, a wine-making kit. We, I think we made something like 30 litres of wine, or at least started the process of making about 30 litres of wine. But we were together for two or three hours before we really started, you know, getting into anything, getting into the nitty gritty and having, you know, a proper conversation. So even the likes of ourselves who've been having deep and meaningful philosophical conversations for years, it still took us two or three hours to get warmed up. So how does people or how do people who aren't used to having those conversations or don't have a, a kind of a, a conversational sparring partner, for want of a better term, how are these people supposed to have these kind of conversations if it takes the likes of myself and Patter who have kind of almost experienced that? If it takes us a couple of hours to get warmed up, what hope has anybody else got in having a, a deep and meaningful conversation with anybody in, the, in a brief encounter? Now again, you're not going to have a deep and meaningful conversation with somebody in a brief encounter. But Jesus, you could have an adult conversation. How, how often would you have an adult conversation with someone? Like, what are we talking? Like, when was the last time you had a, a meaningful conversation with somebody? Anybody. Your partner, your best friend, the lads down the pub, the lads at football, the lads in the gym, the girls in the hair salon, or, you know, not to, not to throw up too much of a gender stereotype, but you know what I mean? Whatever guys do, whatever girls do, in work, at lunch, on your commute, you know, when you're around other adults, when was the last time you actually had a meaningful conversation with somebody? Whereby you found out somebody's opinion on something. Or maybe you told somebody your opinion on something. Or your thoughts on something. Or anything. When was the last time that happened? And how often should it happen? Should it happen daily? Once a week? Once a month? A couple of times a year might be nice. Better than never. I think I spoke recently about this idea of people saying something like, oh, I'm the same person I was when I was 20. Like you hear that from a 30-year-old and you just want to slap them across the face. So in a decade, you're still the same person. That, that to me now is the definition of a loser. And if you think that's a bit harsh, if you do identify as being the same as you were 10 years ago, Look, me that loves me sayings, ignorance is bliss. And the, the, there's something in that, that, that ignorance is bliss thing. Some people are maybe quite happy with their domestication. And I'm sure maybe most people are. Maybe most people say, bring it on. Maybe they don't want the stresses of deep and meaningful conversation because they are like some of the conversations that I've had with people they've been they've been hard work and I mean that in the recordings that I put out there they've been hard work but guess what they're the best ones the ones that you get kind of challenged on the ones that you the ones that you get your fucking brain in gear 
and has you maybe thinking outside the box for once. And I think what I'm doing here now, I'm putting these thoughts and kind of projecting my internal dialogue out into the world for, for good or for bad, I think what people are enjoying about it is they're getting their minds opened up to just a different opinion. If, if not something new, it's just a different version of something that they were already aware of. Or maybe a bit of both. Maybe some of the concepts are just fucking off the wall. Whoa, where did that come from? Never heard anything like that before. Or maybe it's, hmm, you know, that's interesting. Didn't view that subject, which I know relatively well, from that angle before. Or maybe it's just all just boring and nonsensical. And if that's the case, then you're not listening anyway. So I thought I'd take advantage of the bit of peace and quiet that I have. I had to stay at home for fiber being installed. It's in, thank God. It's not up and running, which is kind of typical. But I hope to have super massive, giant, fast, all singing, all dancing, actual broadband by the end of today. So fingers crossed. But anyway, I digress. Good luck.